We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day Podcast. It is draft day 2023, and you get myself, Jason Perrone, also of Game on Wisconsin. I do the Quick Clance Podcast over there, and of Packer Report, Mark Eckel to break down this monumental day and truly I'm saying it kind of almost in jest but it truly is a very monumental day in Green Bay Packers history because Aaron Rodgers is no longer on the Packers he is a New York Jet and the Packers now own the 13th overall pick in the draft at least as of when you're listening to this podcast which of course we record on Wednesday evening Mark welcome to draft day 2023 you said this is your 38th draft yeah. 38th draft. And you had something interesting to say about it because that's a fair number of drafts to compare this one to. And your thoughts on this one were? Well, just again, I, I don't pretend that I'm a scout or a coach or anything. I But I talk to scouts and coaches, and, I, and I've done that for probably 35 to 38. This is the weakest draft that I can remember, in, you know, in terms of just quality player, quality of the players in this draft. For whatever reason – it just I don't know if too many guys came out last year, not enough came out this year. But I've had I've had people tell me there are guys that are that are going to go, you know, in the first half of the first round, like picks 15, 16, whatever, seventeen. That would be third round picks other years. Oof. Um, that is that is I mean, big time. Yeah, I mean, um, and if you look at it now, there are it's it's a very good class of tight ends as. Packer fans know and have talked about, you know, ad nauseum with how, you know, the, the top four and a couple other ones. This is a very good tight end class. And it's also a very deep and talented cornerback class. Now, but there's no corner as good as Sauce Gardner, uh, last year's rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. But 
there aren't a lot of good corners. So if you needed a corner, you can get there. They'll, they'll be there. There could be as many as six that go in the first round, and then you'll, there still might be a couple of good ones that's still left in the second round. But as far as other position, the quarter again, it's not. It's another. Not, I don't think good year for quarterbacks. I don't like some of these guys. They're going to go, but I'm not crazy about any of them. Bryce Young, I like, but he's small, uh, and he's going to go number one. The wide receiver group now. There's a, there's a lot of them, and they're not bad, but they're not. There's no Garrett Wilson in this draft. I don't think there's a Chris Olave in this draft. But again, the scouts that I've talked to tell me the same. You know that there's that they don't see any of these wide receivers be, being number one wide receivers. They see a lot of guys that could be good twos, maybe some a lot of good slot guys, but not a number, not a true number one. So um, we've and I've we've talked about it before about grading on a curve. So somebody's like you said, somebody's got to get picked one through fifteen. Somebody's got to mm-hmm. get picked one through twenty five. But your point is these players are are more second round, third rounders. Yeah, but. Right. They're not true but first round. Of somebody's of this draft, somebody's got to get someone's got to get picked high, which means some some right. someone is going to get overdrafted. They're going to get paid a lot of money, and yep. then teams are going to have to really cross their fingers and hope that those picks pa- uh, pan out. But so before we get into the draft and and the minutia of the day, because there's plenty to talk about there, we have to give our take and reaction to the news earlier this week of the trade for Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets becoming official. Now we had kicked around ideas about when this thing might become might actually happen and up until the trade was official it seemed like a lot of us a lot of not of us but a lot of people were wrapping their heads around that this thing was going to be a draft day or day 1 or 2 trade and then we find out earlier in the week that the trade is done Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet he gave his intro press conference on Wednesday we can talk a little bit about some of the things that he said there it was official when you see Aaron Rodgers holding up a number eight Jets jersey. It it becomes official. So I know we're not surprised that it happened. I don't know what your thoughts are on the timing. Uh, the timing was perfect, actually, as it, as it turns out. They had to get it done. Apparently, like uh, what, what Gutenkun said the other, when he talked the other day, they had to get it done today or Tuesday, right, to make it. I don't know. There was something with the money and the, the, the sign. I don't know. It got, it, you know. Listen, I know from being on deadlines my my whole life, things that things happen at deadlines. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no difference if this trade was made. When did when did uh, Rogers talk to McAfee? March fifteenth or something? Yes, right. So there was no. It was. What's the difference if that trade happened March sixteenth or when it did? Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So as long as it got done before the draft, it it, it doesn't matter what day. It just it was. It was just a matter of, you know, and again, both teams, they were playing kicking a little bit. All right. I mean, the Packers were trying to get as much as they could. The Jets were trying to give up as little as they could. Well, when the deadline, when midnight was about to strike, they finally, I don't know if the Packers got less than that. I can't imagine the Packers got too much less because I think the Packers came away pretty, pretty well. Um, But the Jets maybe gave in because they knew they had to get it done. Mm hmm. There's another deadline coming up here, Mark, if we want to want to talk about that at some point, too, and that is that uh, by May 2nd, teams have to make their decision on the fifth-year option being picked up for draftees from the 2020 draft class. And I'm trying to remember, who, who, did the, the who did the Packers take that year again? Could you remind me? 2020 first-rounder. Uh, uh, was, was that Gary? Was it, no, some, was it some guy named Love? Jordan? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. So... Uh, the Packers have will have a decision to make within a couple of days here. So we've got the, a busy couple of days coming up they here for the Packers. They've they got the draft. Right. They have the draft, and then they've got the fifth-year option decision to make on Jordan Love. I I don't know if I would say that they they 
have to, but if yeah, I was betting to. right now, I would have to think that they absolutely do it. Yeah. Yeah. They, it uh, seems yeah. more, more, it seems like a smarter move to make than not to make. I would think, especially if you see the money being paid quarterbacks now. I mean, I think, if, I think his option is what, 20 million, right? Around that. Yep. Yeah. So a quarterback at 20 million now is a bargain. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. To, isn't that crazy to think about? I mean, yeah. what were what were quarterbacks making like? You know, when you started covering the NFL. Oh God, I remember Randall Cunningham's. Randall got his his. He was you know drafted in '85, and he he became really good, and he got his new deal in '89. It was they they got it done the morning of the of a game Sunday morning. They were in Washington, and they got the deal. The agent and the Eagles general manager hammered it out that morning. And then Randall went out and threw five touchdown passes that that afternoon. It was like a great story. And I believe I could be wrong. It came out to like a couple million. And, and it was big. Like, whoa, he's making that much. It was like two point, like four years, 10 million, maybe or mm-hmm. something. Yep. That was huge money back then. <laughs> yeah. Huge. And now it's I now I it's 30. Be, I, I could be way off on that, but I think I'm right about that. I think it was like, it's like I, it, right around those numbers. And I, now I'd have to look it up. Now. Yeah. 30 plus 40s. For a quality NFL quarterback, so Jalen Hurts just got averaged over 50, what, fifty-five million, and ca- and up. it's only going up. It's only going up from there. Oh, Joe, what's Joe Burrow going to get? Yeah, Burrow's going to yeah, Burrow will set the new. I mean, you, you can pretty much you can pretty much count who's next and who's going to keep setting the market on yeah. quarterbacks and the kind of money that they're making. So the Packers obviously, I think, have to protect their future, and they have to think, and maybe they don't. I don't know, but the, I, they have to think that. An investment like that for two years of love, even if they he turns out to not be that great after this next season coming up here, is a smart move just from a financial standpoint because he's I think he's already proven that that he can be serviceable. I don't know about good. We haven't seen enough, right? So I'm not gonna right. speculate about that, or at least not at this point in the in the offseason. But I think I think it would be a wise move for the Packers to make, and I think it's one that if regardless of which direction they want to go, it's one they can get into or out of easily. So, but back to Rogers, because this is, this is huge. I mean, I went over some of his numbers a couple shows ago and all the, all the stats that he gave to the Packers. And I'm not going to turn this into some big ode to Aaron Rodgers type of a, of a show, but I do want to mark it with something, you know, or, or some more discussion about him because this is un, not just unprecedented for Packers fans, but in the NFL, you know, everybody talks about how fortunate the Packers were. Oh, they had 30 years of of Hall of Fame quarterback play, and you know they they seamlessly transition. They didn't seamlessly transition from Brett Favre <laughs> to Aaron Rodgers. 2008 was not a seamless transition at all. There were plenty of questions going into 2008, throughout 2008, and starting 09. I think in the 2009 season, early on, that we kind of figured out like, okay, this guy's got some things figured out and this defense is going to show up and make some plays. Now they had added BJ Raji, Clay Matthews. They had more, more juice on defense. I'll call it there, but it ended up being 30 years of prime quarterback play. And I'm not going to sit here and ask you, Oh, do you think they underachieved overachieved? They only won two, only won two Super Bowls. The victory in all of it for me, and you can give yours is I don't care about what the end result was. There were a lot of disappointing playoff losses. They didn't win enough Super Bowls. Obviously, we would have loved to have seen more. We've talked about the years where they could have easily done it if they just didn't bungle the NFC Championship game. But the win to me was, for three decades, on Sunday, we woke up feeling like our team was going to win the game. And I think that is worth 
yeah, championships are great and all that kind of stuff, but how many Sundays is that where we woke up feeling like we were on the better side of the equation than the other guys? Almost, but I, like I, so someone, I think maybe it was Eunice, said that to me at the end of last season, and I said, my response was, and how many nights did we go to bed wondering, why didn't we win that game? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, right. Listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get melancholy here. Um, I like Aaron Rodgers. Brought us a lot of joy, a lot of, a lot of great performances. The Hail Marys, the, 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 you know, a couple great wins in there. The Super Bowl, obviously, but it's time. It was, it, it was past time. It was past time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, and I've said this a million times. You, the worst thing that happened from the Packers standpoint was him winning the MVP, the second time or fourth time overall, but the second back to back, because you can't trade the MVP. You just can't. I don't. Like I said before. I don't think no. I don't think any reigning MVP in any of the major sports has ever been traded. Somebody said Barry Bonds left as a free agent. Well, that's different. You can't. You just can't. You can't trade the MVP. Right. And you can't. And it, and it was. You know, it was a bad. Everything. The, the timing of of trading him last year to Denver and getting what Seattle got. You know that would have been great, but you just couldn't do it. So now this was the time they gave him one more year. The team went eight and nine. As you know, Brian Gutenkunst's press conference the other day. The greatest line in that in that whole press conference, and I'm paraphrasing it a, a, a little bit now, but when he said, "There's risk," and all that, he said, "You know, we were eight and nine last year. We're trying to get better." Mm-hmm. That to me was like, "Whoa, okay." He also said, "Listen," and he was very transparent and said, "Aaron's getting up there in age." Now we know that it's. I, I'm not saying like yeah, that's some big 39. revelation, but that's him admitting. I mean, we're finally getting some like straight from the horse's mouth there. Of look. Aaron's getting up there in years, in age, and at some point you have to usher in the future, and it's and it right. was and it's time for that. So as inconvenient as it was for Aaron to win that second MVP in 2021, it was equally as convenient that the Packers went eight and nine, didn't make the playoffs, and and they could very easily say, "Hey, it's time for a change. Look what happened. We didn't we didn't succeed. Right. We want to get better. All those things, right?" So that right. helped. That helped it. That helped the team. So. 482 Sundays, games, okay? That's how many games over the course of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers' time with the Packers. 482 times we woke up feeling like, and I know that sometimes, uh, well, Brett played in all the games, and sometimes Aaron Aaron missed a few. Not many, but he missed a few. Oh, yeah, he but, missed that. Well, yeah, we, 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 we had the one year with uh, 17, with yeah, 2013 and 2017, you know, and there were some, there was, you know, there was that. And then there were some times where Aaron didn't play because they had stuff locked up. But 400, 480 times we woke up feeling like our team is going to gonna win this game. Now, I mean. Well, did you feel that way in 2008? I still felt, well, I, I, I always felt confident, but no, I mean. That that year, I was still very much on the fence, right? But well, I also know, realized too. I mean, I watched all the games, and the other thing about oh, but, sure. the, but, but the other thing about that season was is I don't remember feeling really down about about Rodgers because the defense also wasn't very good that year. I mean, they oh, right. no, they, Rogers, they went six and ten that year. But if you remember, a lot of those games, they they the Rogers gave them the lead, and the defense lost it. Right. They they lost a lot of close games. Yeah, so like they lot, yeah. like almost every one out of ten was close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they lost. Yeah, they, I think I think most of them. There were some stats of. I mean, I have to go back and look, but I think I think I don't think they lost any game by more than two possessions oh, that I, season. I they were all close. Right. 
I'm gonna look that up right now. But they were yeah, all you, they were all very they were all very close, you know, back then. But we're yeah, they, talking they were about a good six and ten team. But the other thing possible. too, that then I guess you'd have to throw ninety two in there and say, did you really feel confident that Favre was the man in ninety two? No. So ninety two oh, and oh eight, the first year, the first the first year with both. Okay, but that's still a lot of years and a lot of games where you felt good. Right. I mean, not, no, not, I felt to be honest, I felt better in two thousand eight than I did ninety two. We didn't know anything. We didn't know Holmgren. I mean, you know, they hired him, but we didn't know if he was any good. And he came and Favre came in in relief Favre of Mikowski. We didn't even know he wasn't he wasn't the starter. Aaron started right. two thousand eight as the as the starter. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't. He was a guy that they traded for, and a guy that Atlanta said we we made a mistake taking this guy. Mm-hmm. He's you know, we didn't. They didn't know. We, I didn't know. I, a, a friend of mine re, reminds me a lot that when. I had heard about that trade, you know, because I was working then. So I, so I heard and I, I called him. He's a big Packer fan uh, as well. And I, I left a message on his, on his, but back then, back when we left messages on home answering machines, I said, well, you got a quarterback, Brett bleeping Favre. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, he, yeah, he, he reminds me of that all the time. Yeah. 2008, they lost, they actually started two and oh, and then they lost to Dallas. I don't know there. They lost by nine points to Tampa, so that was, I guess, a two-score game. Uh, lost by a field goal to Atlanta, beat Seattle and Indianapolis, so they're four and three, and then they lose an overtime to Tennessee. They lose by a point to the Vikings. They beat the Bears because Rogers owned he owned the Bears back then. I guess they they did get they got blown out by they got blown out in New Orleans. Yeah, that was. A bad uh, and then they lost by four to Carolina, by three to Houston, by four to Jacksonville, and by three to the Bears. Mm-hmm. In overtime, and that yeah, that that last game. So that's I think, a lot of close losses. That was close yeah, games. that was a lot of a lot of close ones. Man, you're taking me back down. You're taking me back down memory lane in that one. I th- I think the Tampa game, if I'm remembering correctly, the, Rod, Rogers actually hurt his shoulder, but played through it in that one. Maybe. And the Atlanta, yeah, the Atlanta and Houston games were both in in Green Bay, and and yeah, there right. was there was just some stinkers. Yeah, I mean there was, and, and and if I if I remember correctly, a lot of those games where they lost, like they took the lead, and then the defense let the other team go down and and take the you know score the winning touchdown. Now that game, that game against Indy was Rodgers versus Peyton Manning, and that was a game Aaron Rouse had a huge pick six from the they from, blew the Colts out in that game. from the end zone. Yeah, it was a blowout. It was incredible. Thirty four fourteen. Yeah, that was that was a really cool one. Then and equally so, bad, equally bad. They never played, have never played well in New Orleans. They got they got boat raced in New Orleans. So um, for that Super Bowl. Except for that Super Bowl, that's correct. But that was not against the Saints. That was against Saints. No. But nonetheless, and and that was the uh, also the only time we, when we go back uh, go back through all of that too. That was the only time that Ro- a Rodgers led team beat Seattle in Seattle was the hmm. 2008 his rookie season and every other trip back to Seattle when Rodgers was the quarterback they lost. Never won another game there. Should have should have won at least a couple. One of, in sure. very particular I can think of, but we won't go there. There's two so, of them I could think of, but all right. That's so it. Aaron, we, so we, yeah, so so as far as so as far as as far as the Rodgers thing, as far as the return, I was very happy with the return and what it ended up being. Yeah. How did you feel? Oh, I was um, pleasantly surprised. I, I didn't. I mean, you know, I if you and I remember you and I did a did a show on that on what we because I you know I people were originally were saying two first and this and players and that and everything. and I kept saying they're not going to get as much as you think, you know. And I was right, but then, but then you heard like some Jet fans, or maybe not even Jet fans, just anti-Packer fans. Oh, they'll they'll get that in a third round. But no, the Packers they weren't giving them away. 
they would have just kept, you know, they were, they weren't going to take, you know, nickels on the dollar for mm-hmm. it. So as it turns out that I think it, they got, they flip flopped their team 15, which I didn't think was a big deal at all, but apparently it was. And apparently Packers really wanted that. So there's that, that we'll, we'll, we can get into that a little bit later, but they got the second round pick this year, which yep. was good. The 42nd pick, which is also interesting. Jets had 42 and 43 and they made them give them the better of the, you know, not it's one pick, but they get, they pick before the jets, which is interesting, I guess. Yep. Um, the fifth and sixth round picks don't even bother me. That's this. I, I could care less about either one of those. Right. I mean, that's, you know, and then the, the key obviously is next year. They, you know, unless something happens, they get the first round pick. It's, I mean, it's a second round pick. But as long as Rogers plays 65% of the game of, of the plays, it becomes a first round pick. Well, at worst, it's going to be a very good second round pick. Cause if Rogers doesn't play 65% of the plays, it means he got hurt. Right. Right. If he gets hurt, Zach Wilson's back in a quarterback for the for the Jets. They're not going to be very good. So that's going to be a very good second-round pick. So, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they could have gotten much more. Yeah, they I did was well. surprised. I mean, only because of what we heard. We kept hearing, kept hearing. I thought there was. I I thought Corey Davis or somebody was going to be in that in that um, a player was going to be involved. And I guess they, that was never even even that was just media talk. And that also could have been about the, the if it was Corey Davis, it could have been about the money. Right. Packers if, if he would have had to redo his deal before they got him. They don't have, yeah, they don't have a ton of cap space. They don't, you know, they're not, they're not, um, you know, they're not rocking a huge vault of cash this, this particular season or cap space this season. Although the, I should say now they have a lot more cash in the vault. They don't have as much cap space. Right. Because they don't have to pay Aaron all that uh, all yes. that money. That's the Jets. That's the other big thing there too is, is oh, you yeah. know, draft picks yeah. and players aside is the money. Right, the Packers didn't have to take on any of the money. Yeah, a lot of the part of the whole, what we heard was holding up the trade or whatever was that the Jets wanted protection, and I thought this was crazy that the Packers would, and the Packers thought it obviously agreed with me that it was crazy that if he retires, the Packers get the Jets to pick back. It ain't, it ain't our fault. If, if he retires, that's on you. That's mm-hmm. your problem now. Yeah, when they're yeah. well, when you listen, when you make any kind of a deal, a purchase, or anything like that, there's risk involved. Right. You know what you're doing. When you're trading for a 39-year-old player in you any pro sport, you know that time is not on your side. And that's just a right. risk that you're willing to take. So, listen. And this is and the thing that I said and I think I might have said it on our own show too. Listen, Jets, if you're concerned about him not playing for 2 years, then you better make it a very good experience for him in the building from the team with the players so that he wants to come back in that second year. Right, exactly, yeah. and and you know, or they win a Super Bowl, and he says I, and they say thank you. You don't have to come back. <laughs> but, and I you know, think they I, would be perfectly fine with yeah, that. Yeah, they, of course they would be. But I mean, there there's a lot more worst case scenarios for the Jets than there are for the Packers. Right. The worst, the the absolutely worst case for the Jets is they don't do that well. Like he he doesn't play like the MVP. He plays like he did last, you know, or not even as good as he did, did last year because he is another year older. They miss the playoffs, and then he says, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm done. I just don't have it anymore." Because I think he, I think Rogers is is honest with himself, right? I mean, he's not gonna. He almost retired this year, apparently, right? So, yeah. an, an, another subpar performance from him and his team. I don't think he comes back. Right. I don't think he. If, if the Jets go nine and eight or eight and nine, and and miss the playoffs, 
I don't think he comes back for another year and a half. Oh, he's not going to want to. He's not going to want to further stain a legacy. His legacy, right? If he knows that he and can't, if he, their if, offensive line doesn't get better, mm-hmm. and he gets sacked whatever many times, and then you know gets beat up a little bit. No, he don't. He's not going to. He don't want that. Now, if it's the redux of two thousand nine, remember how he was on his back every time we turned around. Two thousand nine was bad. But when right. you've got so, when yeah, you've got so, Alan Barber playing tackle, that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen. So um, that's not a big surprise. But, so the but, Packers have the Packers now, as as we as we re- record this, they have picks 13, 42, 43, and seventy eight uh, over the first two days of the draft. That's that's four four picks in the in the, in the first eighty. You should get four players, right? Four guys that could that should help you. Yep. Hopefully. Now they can make moves. They can move up, down, whatever, and, and, and end up with even more players. Or pack. I have my thoughts. Uh, what do you think? Let's let's start at the top. What do you think? They, what do you think they're going to do at thirteen? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, I, I think I'm gonna, my answer is going to be boring because okay. I we have enough because we have enough history with Brian Gutekunst to know what what he has done in the past there. So I think they probably have a short list of players that they would take at 13. Mm-hmm. If those guys are gone and they can't move up for any reason, and listen, everybody wants to talk about oh move up, move up, move up. I Brian Gutekunst has always been about. The future, and I get it that the, the you know this year was the future last year, right? So, but I don't know that he necessarily foresaw being trading Aaron Rodgers in, in this fashion, right? So, I do think that they have to think about, like you said, maybe they're aware that this draft class isn't as strong, and they want to protect next year, and so they don't mortgage it and, and move up because to move up, like how many players in this draft to your point, if they're not, if it's not very strong, how many players are worth moving up from 13, four. So then if those guys aren't there, I think it's more likely that the Packers either stay put and pick at 13 because their person their you know, whoever it is, their top of their board is there or mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to move back, get another later first round pick this year and, and add, a, you know, either add another pick this year or add another one next year 
when the draft class is a little bit stronger. And let's not forget, and I know this is cliche at this point, but if Jordan Love proves to not be very dependable and the Packers see that and they know that he may not be their long-term answer at quarterback, they're going to need some ammo next season. And they're going to need, they're going to need, they do, but they're going to need, they're going to need to do as much as they can to, to hedge and protect their ability to reset in 2024. And that would be one year from now as the, as the draft starts. So for me right now, it's, it's, it's so hard for me to think, you know, you mentioned uh, some, some tea leaves around green Bay from some reliable sources that say that the Packers are, are really thinking and leaning towards offense. They've only taken one offensive player in the first round since Goody was GM and it's been a defensive player. And as much as it seems, would seem tempting to give your young quarterback some weapons and go offense and say, Hey, let's go get that wide receiver. Let's get that tight end skill player. Right. And hopefully it's not a running back, not at 13. Even if it's B. John Robinson, I'll just tell you that right now. Spoiler alert. I'm not okay with him at 13. You okay. can love him and, and want that. The, a running back at 13 is a horrible, horrible move. It's a, it's a bad pick. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's the second coming of Adrian Peterson. Still no. Right? I have a hard time not, not seeing it being a defensive player. And we've also seen Goody pick players that weren't heavily rumored to the Packers in the first round. I mean, it's, they were players that we knew about and that were, were good players, but... Nobody, you know, we have the same 10, 15 names stuffed at us through all these mock drafts and all that other kind of stuff going on, right? And then they make the pick, and the first-round pick is, you know, how many people saw Quay Walker coming last year? Nobody. You saw Devontae Wyatt, but Quay Walker, very few. Well, Wyatt, we thought, I thought was a possible, but the age thing, you know, we all thought, oh, they don't take players over a certain age. And so. they did it. And they did. And he's, yeah. And so I can tell you right now, they're not going to take an old first-round pick this year. I just don't see that happening at all. The year before that, it was Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes was I, was, that, was that, rumored that to be, he, he was up there, but for the Packers? Yeah. It was a surprising pick for the Packers oh, for no, me. no, no. I wasn't surprised at all by Eric Stokes. I was. Were you? I wasn't. The year prior, Jordan Love, don't tell me you weren't at least a little surprised. <laughs> Yes uh, and no. And, and, I, I'm, again, if you remember, we did the show that night. Mm-hmm. Goody said that year, if there's a quarterback that I like, I'm going to take him. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I thought he was just. I didn't, so I wasn't. I really. I, I, you go back. I wrote stories about Jordan Love that that year. I I wasn't as a, as that draft went and the receivers all start going. I said, oh geez, what are they going to do? And then they took Love, and I was like, oh shit, they took Love. <laughs> so I wasn't. A little surprised, but I wasn't like, wow, I couldn't like some people couldn't believe it. I I could believe it. Gary surprised me. Mm-hmm. That was probably my biggest surprise because they had signed. They had just signed Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. And I was like, all right, so take take you know linebacker. Off yeah, the they side. really loaded up. They're going to take something else. Mm-hmm. And they all, and they still had Kyle Fackrell, who was coming off a 10 sack season. Mm-hmm. So I thought there's no way they're taking that. They'll, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll go somewhere else. Well, they didn't. And Savage, that came out of nowhere, trading up and trading up to get Savage. I didn't see that. Um, but no, Stokes was the one I, I wasn't. I, I remember it was either him. I had like I thought they were going. I thought they'd go corner, and it was him, Newsom, and um, Asante Samuel Jr. Yes, I thought it'd, it'd be one of those three. Uh huh. So did I, because those names were thrown at us all. And I know that a lot of times these you know draft analysts they do the best they can, and I'm even talking about like. 
absolute pros like Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay and guys that, you know, Mayock and guys back in the day and guys that are paid to, to know and do these things and, and have a lot more oh, information, a lot more sources than, than we do. But I just, I have a hard time and you're, you know, I know you wanted to, wanted a player. So for me, for all the pressures on, I have to, I have to make a pick, you know, what, what do I, what do I want them to do at 13? If they're yeah, going to stay, if they're going to stay put they and they're going to make a pick, let's Jason, assume, let's, yeah. Let's let, call Jason. Let's call Jason. Let's see what what, what we should do. We should you know add the little uh, ESPN sound effect in there, right, for the for the draft pick that comes in. So let's assume <laughs> that the players that we don't expect to be there are gone, right? Okay. So let's throw that caveat in there. So like Will Anderson yeah. and, and no, yeah, yeah. Carter gone, the quarterback, right? All, yeah. all those, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. even Jalen Carter, right? No, oh, yeah, Carter's gone. Because listen, hey, he could be there. You don't right. know. We nah, we yeah. really we really don't know, I and the Packers are the Packers are going to stay put and pick. I will tell you right now, I don't want a tight end at thirteen. Okay. I don't want them reaching for a. Okay. De- I don't want them de- reaching for a defensive end or an, an edge rusher at okay. at thirteen. And I'm not sure that any any of the players that are first round have a first round grade this year are worth it. I think they have. To, I think they have to go offense, and I hope it's JSN. I hope it's the receiver out of Ohio State. Okay. They give give Jordan love, and it's not. Let me just state my position here right now. I know that the front office is going to get absolutely bombarded for not doing this for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> they added a lot of really good wide receivers. They just weren't in the first round. They gave right. Aaron Rodgers a lot of good help, and he had a lot of good wide receivers. So right. don't act like they didn't do it. I get it wasn't a first rounder. I know they tried to do it in twenty. You know, it could have been could have been Justin Jefferson. They they tried, but. That's the thing. Brian Gutekunst lets the board come to him. He doesn't overreact to the board. And that's why I just, you know, I won't be surprised if it does end up being a defensive player, if it does end up being their favorite tight end. They need a tight end. I mean, they're going to they're gonna pick a tight end, whether it's with, with one of their first three picks. They're absolutely going to pick a tight end with one of their first three picks. But for me, they're going to stay at 13 at this point right now. I hope it's I hope it's Jackson Smith and Jigba. What is your take? Same I'm, same I'm, scenario. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it in a lot less words than you just said it. Jack Jackson Smith and Jigba, the receiver. If he yes, if he's there, and I think that's why they moved ahead of New England. I think I think that's why it was important for them to go from 15 to 13, because I think if they stayed, if that didn't happen, if if the Jets gave him something else instead of the flip flop. I think the Jets would have stayed at 13 and taken an offensive lineman. I think New England may have taken Jackson Smith and Jimba at 14, and the Packers would be sitting there at 15 saying, oh, Jesus. And who do so, you think was more than happy to oblige letting a team yes. steal a player away from the division rival Patriots, exactly. the New York Jets? Right. The Jets look at it, look at it this way. All right, we, we, get the, we don't have to give them something else. We can flip-flop 13-15 instead of giving them another pick somewhere else down the line. And we screw New England. You had a very good theory, a, a very interesting theory, because uh, Paris Johnson has been one of the names that's been thrown around as a first round. He's well, he's going to be a first round prospect. But oh, yeah. as far as you know, I mean, it's hard for teams if they really think that a player is going to be a bookend uh, left tackle mm-hmm. to to pass up on that on that player. But this trade just got done, and they've been telling us for a long time it's been done, it's done, it's done, it's done. It's done. It finally got done. You had a very interesting theory that I think could hold a lot of water with regards to the Jets giving the Packers number 13, but maybe having a little insight into what they're going to do with that pick. Well, yeah. I mean, and I was told this by someone that 
I trust in the, you know, around the league circles. And, you know, like when, when, when trades happen during the draft. So let's just use the, 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 the Cowboys are making a trade with the, uh, with Tampa Bay. All right. The Cowboys are going to Tampa Bay's picking even in the second round, wherever they're, they're, they're picking. And the Cowboys are picking a few, you know, 10 spots lower. And the Cowboys call Tampa and say, Hey, listen, we want to come up to this pick. Tampa's like, all right, what do you give us? And we'll give you this and this. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll do. It. Oh, wait, who do you want? Tampa, that the, the team trading always asks the other team, well, who are you coming up for? You know, and they have, oh, we're coming up for that safety from uh, Georgia. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, done, done deal. You know, so with that said, if if the same thing, right? They're not on the clock at the mm-hmm. time, but. So Joe Douglas says to to, to Gutenkunz, you, "Why do you want thirteen so bad? Who do you want at thirteen that if, if, if we let you do this? Because because we want offensive linemen, and I don't want you taking one of my money offensive linemen ahead of me." And Gutenkunz says, "Ah, no, we don't. Don't worry about it. We're not taking an offensive lineman. That's not. I'm not moving up for an offensive lineman." Oh, uh, okay, good. So I was told that that not in those words, maybe, but that there's a handshake. was a handshake agreement that. The Packers won't take an offensive lineman at 13. Now, it could be my guy, the person that told me that could be, could have been lied to, mm-hmm. <laughs> could have been, um, it could be wrong, but it makes sense. It does make sense if that, if that, you know, if that was a sticking point in, in the deal and the Jets said, okay, well, as long as you don't take an offensive lineman and you're going to screw New England, great. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I think, and I, I don't think want that's. An offensive lineman. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's an important part of the deal. And the other thing too is is this you know the trade got done a couple of days before the draft, and so I think the Packers finally had enough intel. And the Jets had enough intel that they're like, okay, we feel comfortable doing this. There's a good it chance had to that get the... done before. I really did. But yeah, like, it did. Like I had said to you mm-hmm. um, weeks prior to this, like you want to know the Packers now know we have 13, 42, 43, and the Jets know we have we have 50, we don't have 42 anymore. So you know what I'm saying like it it helps your planning to know. What, what you have mm-hmm. and what you don't have. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Have clarity and, and there's no more or there's no better guarantee than this draft because you can think, you know, who's coming out next year, who's going to be available, but there's a lot of you things know. that are going to happen in the next 12 months. Right. So now, I'm with you on, on, on Jackson uh, Smith. Now, if he's not there and there are two teams, Probably more, than, probably more than that. <laughs> no, no, he's not going one, two, three, four, five, six. It's the two. It's a lot. It's Tennessee, maybe, but I don't think Tennessee's taking a wide receiver. They, they they took Burks last year. I don't think they come back again. They have too many too many other needs. Could they? Maybe. Um, I saw somebody said that Tennessee likes them, but I think Tennessee has too many other too many other needs to take a wide receiver when they just took one. Um, Houston. At twelve, so one pick before the Packers, and that would kill. That, that, don't you hate that? Like, if the guy goes, it won't right, surprise right. me. It won't surprise me one bit. That would be the most. That's basically Justin Jefferson all over again, getting sniped away from or Ayuk, getting sniped away from the Packers, and then they have to pivot. Well, and I if mean, they pivot, you know what? Ted made some some really like panicky picks. Justin Harrell will always stick out as one in my mind mm-hmm. because Marshawn Lynch was taken. But I, I trust, and yes, and I trust, I, I trust Brian Gutekunst though to, to just say, look, all right, let's trade back, let's trade back, well, or again, let's. I think, know. I think they'll try. I think if he's gone, they will try. But again, you got to have somebody that wants to come wants up. Wants to come up, yeah. Because mm-hmm. then no, if I, they go I, down to wherever, say they go down, to, I, I got a feeling 
Tampa Bay at 21. Dallas definitely wants to come. I'm, I'm told Dallas, that's, you're going all the way to 26 now. Cincinnati's, Cincinnati's one team going crazy trying to move up. Mm-hmm. But that again, now you're going all the way to 20. I don't, I don't think, I don't know if if, if I want to go down that far. Mm-hmm. But you would get a lot, you know. If 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 you went down all the way to 28, you'd probably you'd get their second, their maybe a first net, probably a first next year, mm-hmm. and a second this year. I mean, mm-hmm. you know that. But the, like, let's say Tampa at, at 21. I think they're 21, right? No, Tampa's 20. Seattle's 21. So you can go from 13 to 20 probably get a you can depending on how desperate tampa is you can get their second Mm -hmm. you you at least get their third and something else all right so i don't have a lot of hard-hitting analysis for you or the draft value chart and there's a couple of different ones out there right there's the jimmy johnson rich hill so but i will tell you that the nfl i don't think i am throwing a lot of shade here and i don't think i'm telling anybody what they don't already know okay the nfl is always full of crazy GMs. I'll use the word crazy. I used a different word before we started recording. It's not as flattering. It only takes one right. to to think that X player is the player of their dreams. He's not, probably. And they come up and you get the trade done. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay, now... So, I'm so, so, so I, That's what I'm thinking. I think if... Now, there might be another guy the Packers really love. I don't know. But I think if Houston were to take the wide receiver... I don't because I don't think there's another wide receiver at the Packers. Mm-mm, no, not at thirteen. Not at thirteen. I don't think, I don't think they would take Zay Flowers. Nope. Or, or be, if it's not a if it's not a stud defender that fell, then they they better move right. back. They better. Move I think back, they would right? try to move back into the twenty. Like I said, say twenty. Let's, let's just say Tampa because I know Tampa's a team that does want to that's trying to move up. So and let's say they, they they get Tampa's second round pick. Look, I just looked at the value chart. That would be a little. Packers might have to throw them back something, mm-hmm. um, a fifth or whatever. I don't know. Um, Give him a third. <laughs> always. Yeah, always, right. always the third, right? So now you're in a 20. Now I might take my tight end. Yeah. At it makes more that that makes more sense though. That's a that's a great spot to grab your tight end because the Packers are going to add a couple. They're, you know, Goody's not right. going to break from his tradition of adding several players at a position that he wants to upgrade or or fortify. I was going to ask you, I, I have one I have one question. So Everybody's talking about Bijan Robinson, all these other players. Yeah. I, I have one intriguing draft prospect here, and this might be a very quick and easy answer for you. It might not be the intriguing question I think it's going to be for you. Um, Anthony Richardson, yeah, the quarterback out of Florida. Yeah, somebody is going to fall in love with him. And first of all, two part question: Number one, is there any chance? I know you're dialed in. You've already said Bryce Young. Is there any chance that he sneaks in there and ends up being the first overall to Carolina? No, zero. And where does he? Or okay, where does he end up? Or wh- how how soon do you think he gets picked? Because someone will probably trade up for him. I I thought four to the Colts, but I think but I, I was told by somebody again. People tell you things I don't know what to believe anymore. That the Colts like Levis from Kentucky. I don't know why, but they like him. I think Richardson goes. I think he could be the guy. I hope Tennessee takes him. At, Tennessee might have to move up a little bit, but I think he winds up in Tennessee. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, he's he's got to go early, but he's he's an intriguing prospect. He's and he's, a, yeah, and there's he's, and speaking of GMs, I mean, there's going to be one GM who's like, this guy is the answer to all of our prayers. He's a good, he's a really good player. My uncle lives in in Gainesville. He went to to Florida. Follows. He's a season ticket holder. He goes to all the games. 
loves Anthony Richardson, said that he really? is he's not going to be Lamar Jackson. And he's there's a lot of work to be done at the NFL level with him. And, and yeah, he's, getting... he's a project. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a project. I mean, he's not going to come. Like, Tennessee would be a perfect spot for him in that because they can, you know, Tannehill can play another year and let Richardson sit and learn and watch. And then, which is the way it was supposed to be mm-hmm. with quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Rookie quarterbacks weren't supposed to come in and play right away. Too many of them have to, and they and I think it hurts them sometimes. Now, there are some that come in and do well, but not if you look at the great ones. Patrick Mahomes didn't play his rookie year, right? Aaron Rodgers didn't play for how many years? Three. Jordan Love didn't you know? play for three, right? Not that I, we know I mean, if Love's going to be great. Donovan, going back with again, I always bring up Eagle stuff, but Donovan McNabb didn't play until his, the last three games of his rookie year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you think McNabb's great, but he was pretty darn good. Very good. He was um, a very good quarterback. Yep. Yeah, you know that's that's. Smart coaches know that, like give, you know, have that, have that other quarterback just, you know, play and, you know, we're not going to win. You're probably not going to win with a rookie quarterback. So why not let your rookie quarterback sit and we're not going to win with the, 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 the washed up veteran either, but that's okay. Let the, let the rookie sit and watch and learn for a year. Right. And then you go, and then Mahomes went in his second year and did very well. McNabb went in his second year, did very well, mm-hmm. you know? Rodgers went in and whatever it's the first year he did okay. I mean the team, like we said, they lost a lot of close games. Um, but yeah, and then the next year, and it, it took off, and Rodgers became a Hall of Famer. Right. I mean, who's to say if if Rodgers went to a different team than the Packers and had to play day one, maybe he doesn't become Aaron Rodgers. San Francisco. Yeah, maybe that was a bad team. It was. Wasn't Mike Nolan the head coach? I believe so, because McCarthy was the coordinator. Yeah, that would that was it would not have been the same experience that he had in in Green Bay. So that no. part that so that transitions me to the to to my next question. Okay. A lot of people think, and I think they probably are right. The Packers will add a quarterback at some point during this draft. Yes. When when do they do it? Fourth or fifth round. Okay, that's my guess. I don't think too early. Yeah, I mean, and even in the fourth and even the fourth and fifth round, I mean, that's 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 a player that you hope is on your roster, not on the practice squad. I mean, could, oh yeah, no. Could, he's, they need a backup. Yeah. Although I found it interesting that Gutenkunst was asked a couple of times about that during his press conference about quarterbacks mm-hmm. and drafting. And Tommy brought up 2008 and it took two. And he said, Oh yeah, well we, we definitely have to add one. You know, we, you know, we, we have two now, so we want at least three going into camp. Like, do, do they like Danny Etling? You're counting Danny Etling. I was going to say they're counting Danny Etling as a guy. I think that, yeah. Okay. Maybe he was I just he was literally maybe he was literally just talking about right now. Maybe. But he says certain things and then you and then you know things happen you say, "Well, yeah, he did say that." Mm-hmm. I think they might think Danny Etling is okay to be a backup. I mean, he had Tim Boyle as a backup for all those years. Right. Right? I yeah. mean, has Rodgers ever had a, a I mean, other than Matt Flynn early on and then when they, and then when they wrote him back, has he ever had like a, 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 like the backup was never anybody that he said, oh, well, they got so-and-so. Like Favre did. Favre yep. had Brunel, Detmer, and the guy that they traded to um, New Orleans. I forget his name right now. Hasselback. Aaron Brooks, yeah. Brooks, yes. Um, so, I mean, they, they Wolf did that. Ted never had, like, he didn't draft a lot of high-profile backups. He didn't want it. Yeah, he did, I guess he didn't want his quarterback looking over his shoulder too much. And he, he maybe he knew... Well, very, Ted did the may, first year. He took Brian Brom. Brom, well, which was hilarious. But 
I think Tet might have figured out early on that Roger's psyche worked a certain way, and he didn't want to. He didn't want to upset the apple cart there by and having. I another... don't want to do that with love either. To be honest, I don't want to. No, I, I don't... don't want anybody that well, I don't whoever... want anybody to be loved's backup who the fans might start saying, "Hey, we got to put Solo in." Well, people are going to say that no matter what because there's always meatheads everywhere that you go. I mean, but no, that's why I think nobody's I nobody's going to say put Danny Etling in fourth, fourth and fifth round or later. Like that's not somebody that you want playing over over Jordan Love unless they just right. absolutely hit the lotto and like just lucked into somebody who's well. I, I would love another Matt Flynn who they got in the seventh round. Yep, um, I'll, I'll give you two two names that I'm that I. You know, I think it's a possibility. The kid from Houston, uh, Clayton Toon. Mm-hmm. I think he seems like a kind of Packer kind of quarterback. And then a guy that I like, I don't know if the Packers do, but I like him as a, again, late round pick that could be a, a lifetime backup is that uh, UCLA, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yep. Okay. And, you know, he's a run around, you know, mobile type, but I don't, I mean, as, as your backup, that's not the worst thing to have. Right. Well, and the other thing too is if your if your backup is playing, something went wrong. So you're already in you're already in right. trouble if your backup is is in the game. Well, so. I'm, I'm looking for him to play that last week of the season when the Packers have it all, everything wrapped up. Everything wrapped up, and yeah. So high hopes already. <laughs> if the Jordan Love era comes in with a bang in 2023, the Packers are are uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna earn a buy. No, but I do think that the it's again now we're here. It's. I've been saying it's exciting. It's 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 kind of intriguing to see what Love's going to do. I don't feel any differently. In fact, I think as the season moves closer, I'm only going to get more and more excited and intrigued by what I think the Packers can do. Do I care that that I'm not going to you know wake up for a 400 and what did I say 480 <laughs> 483rd time and feel like oh we're on the great side of the unless they start with the Bears and then I will again. But no, that's fine. That's totally fine. Like I don't think as Packers fans are walking around as high and mighty as some other fan bases think we are. Like we're not Boston fans <laughs> and then some of these other, other, other cities and, and fan bases who absolutely puff their chest out all the time. I mean, sure. When we need to, and we point to the trophy case because some teams don't have anything in theirs. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That sounds like, but for the, for the, for the, you know, for the most part, I think Packers fans are very self-aware and are like, look, we've, we know we've had it good for a long time. A lot, a lot of fans that were around during the seventies and eighties have already been through it. This ain't new to them. Yes, right. No. You know, this, this, it ain't new. I no. mean, you know, it's, it's sports after all. I mean, even in the good years, we had a lot of great games. We still end up disappointed at the end of the season. No, so no. it's, it's not like we're un, we're just absolutely unaccustomed to seeing things not go well. I mean, for those of us that watch Favre, we're going to probably have to gear up for for a few more uh, interceptions and balls that fall into the other guy's hands because Aaron Rodgers was one of a kind, a one of a lifetime quarterback who just didn't turn the ball over. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know if you except had, his last pass, his last pass that it's official now. Yeah, you know, Aaron Nagler mentioned it on on Twitter on Wednesday. It's official now that Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. Both his and Brett Favre's last pass was an interception in a must win game at Lambeau Field in the cold. Mm-hmm. And a lot of par- the parallels are just it's freaky Scare. the the, the Scare, dates yeah. the number of years the <laughs> they're both going to the Jets that's and... why why didn't Rogers take number four who he should have troll job big time troll right. job right no take four what's the difference he could have said well it's twelve I wore twelve for the Packers I wore eight in college twelve minus eight is four give me four you want to talk about speculation <laughs> you think you know you think the Packers are trolling Rogers by drafting a wide receiver how about Aaron Rodgers wearing number four and in, in New York and <laughs> taking the Jets to the playoffs. I mean, geez, 
It doesn't. Well, get I'm any... sure somebody's worn fours, and they didn't. The Jets didn't retire four. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, I just didn't. thought it would have been funny. No, it's a, so. the Jets have a lot of numbers to choose from. They don't have a lot of players that are retired, uh, numbers that are retired because they twelve have... might be twelve, might be one of a few. Yeah, it's one of the few. And he yeah. had permission anyway, to use. He had permission to wear that if he wanted. Oh, Namus said he would, but that, I, he did the right thing. By not you wearing it, you don't unretire a number. Or right, that's you don't do that. Right. No, I agree um, with that. I, so anyway, here's my take. I think, like I said, if, I, I think the third. I think if they stay thirteen and and Jackson Smith and Jeep is there, he's a Packer. Uh, if not, again, if somebody else falls, maybe. If not, they. I think they could move back. If they stay at thirteen and take him, I could see them doing something similar to what they did last year. Um, you know, when they traded both twos and went up and got Watson, I could see them trading a second and a. They're you know because they're better twos this year. Forty two. They have forty two and forty five. I could see them trading like forty two and seventy eight and getting back into the bottom of the first round. And taking a tight end there, mm-hmm. and and again and that walk, makes more sense. And walking away Thursday night with two new weapons for Jordan Love, right? Yeah, it makes more which, sense. Which, which I'd be very happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot more sense. Is there anybody? I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Is there anybody that you absolutely positively do not want under any circumstance? No, I could name a hundred people, but that of possibilities. If we're talking about, let's just let's just say thirteen. Yeah, I don't want this Lucas Van Ness guy. He's I know been, a lot yeah, of he's, he's one I've heard love him. I don't want him. Okay. I just don't think I, and, and, I, and I've been wrong before, you know, I mean, I just think he, he, not at 13, not at 13. I think, I think he's overhyped. I think he's over, he's overrated. Uh, he's a great kid apparently, which is, that's good, but I don't think he's worth the 13th pick in the draft. And he, he you know, some people do. And, and again, maybe, you know, he didn't, he didn't even play a lot at Iowa. Uh, you know, he probably should have gone back another year. Nah, yeah, I don't. That's not. That's the one guy I don't really want. There's another guy too that been talked about. But I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll take him at 13. Is that um, the linebacker from Georgia Tech, White, Deion White? Um, somebody said he 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 he's he's like Dayton Jones. I'm like, well, I damn sure don't want him then. Yeah. No, that he wasn't Dayton Jones. That wasn't it. No, that was not a good. That didn't end up being a good first round pick. No, so I don't want him. Ted Thompson gave a lot of love to UCLA. For for a oh, couple of years there, yeah, the Pac-12. Ted Thompson, I think he went like eight years. In Sam a row Seal, with... Sam Seal was like scout of the year. The West Every Coast guy, guy they took was at. A, I mean, some work. B.J. Raji and and um, well, look, Aaron Rodgers, Pac-12. No, Clay uh, Clay Matthews worked, and mm-hmm. uh, um, there's a couple. Well, that Aaron Rodgers guy was pretty good from he Cal. Did, he ended up being pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they had a couple other ones that worked that that weren't bad. Um, Nick Perry, I don't I know where think... you are on, on the Nick Perry. Oh, he was good until he got hurt. Yeah. He played. I mean, he had a couple good years, and he, and he just kept getting hurt and never got better. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but he every year Kevin King. I mean, he just he just went Pac-12 every year. It's mm-hmm. like that no other conference existed. Yep. <laughs> that was crazy. Brought okay, all those, brought all those West Coast warm weather guys over to Green Bay. Yeah, that didn't make sense. But okay, so well, I'll, I'll say this about uh, Goody so far. He's Big Ten SEC. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, mm-hmm. most of his picks have been Big Ten. A lot of people have him, like, and he doesn't. He does not like the Big Twelve for some reason. He's only taken two players from the from the Big Twelve, and they were both seventh round. You mentioned that. So uh, people, a lot of people have him taking that guy from Kansas State, and somebody else has him taking um in a Big Twelve. I'm like, oh, he don't like he don't like. Big, I mean, he passed on he passed on Creed Humphrey. <laughs> oh, don't don't 12. remind me. 
Well, the, and that's why this draft, and, and to kind of wrap it up here, the, that's why the draft, sometimes, like, if you're trying to figure out what the Packers are going to do, sometimes it's really a lot simpler than you, than you make it out to be. Where it's like, if you just look at the, the patterns, and then once they make the pick, it's like, oh, that made so much sense. We get, we just, we get diverted so much by Until all these Goody different. Until does something like taking an older defense, like, you know, yeah. we think we have him figured out. And what, this year, he'll, he'll take a big 12 guy in the first round. Well, whatever it is, you know, we have to hope that it's going to work out. And it's it's not just the first round. I mean, this entire draft is important because this is going to be some players to help reload for the future. Oh, yeah. And there isn't going to be much free agency going on. So if you're looking for who the Packers are going to add, use to add talent, it's, it's happening this weekend. It right. starts tonight. So that's, you know, with the, with the first round of the draft, and we'll see if, if the Packers make a pick, trade back, make multiple picks. Who knows? Could go any, any number of ways, but I'm excited. And then next week when we come back, we're, uh, we get the third round. We'll be breaking down round three of this, <laughs> Thanks, this draft. <laughs> I, oh, Andy, I actually am glad. I, you know, because who better to give it to than, than you know, two goofballs me, like us who are going to make a bunch of quips of, about the third round and, you know, oh, this person's going to break the mold and they're going to they're going to bust the trends. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I guess we'll find out. Well, what do we do if they if they do what I just said and they trade a second and third to move up and then they don't have a third? That sounds good. Then I guess then I guess we've got, you know, a, know we've got a, we've got a free day. OK, we get off. We get the day off. We got it. No, I don't want the day off. I want to talk about whatever we want to talk about. We can, we you, can you know, break down and t- talk about the draft in, as a whole or. You know, spend more time talking about I don't know Rogers, whatever, whatever it is that we want to do. So Jordan with, Love, with the uh, that's true, Jordan Love. I mean, you know, we could pay tribute to Rogers, but the future is here, and it's it's number ten. So with it being draft week, what is up at Packer Report, and what is coming up? I, I did a story on four four players that I really like that I think fill both Packer needs, and I think they like them too because they fit a lot of their um, criteria with the with the Roz score and. Height, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, that, that's up there now. And then um, as soon as as soon as we stop re- recording, I'm going to finish up my my first round mock draft, and that's going to go up uh, first thing Thursday morning. Okay, very very good. And I, with the Rogers news and all that, should probably do a quick slants podcast. So you can expect one to come out on Monday over at Game On Wisconsin. It'll be up and run, up and ready for you right there on Monday morning. I hope everybody enjoys the draft, all the buzz leading up to it. Draft weekend in general. Let's be kind to each other. We're going to have different varying takes over everything else that's going on. Listen, spring is right around the corner, I guess, depending on where you live. I don't know. Some of this weather isn't cooperating too much. <laughs> but it's sunny and warm over here where I'm at, so I'll send some your way if it's if you don't have any out the window. So everyone have a great draft day, great draft 2023 draft weekend. We'll be back again next Thursday. And as always, as a new era begins here, go Pack Go. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.